Welcome to Worth It or Worthless, a show where every episode we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia tinted glasses and decide, is the game good by today's standards and is it worth the price of admission? We talk about what the game does well, what the game doesn't do so well, and the things that are just plain weird. I'm your host, Dan, joined as always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what did we get into today? Today we played Final Fantasy Tactics, aka War of the Lions, for Sony PlayStation, PSP, and iOS. Final Fantasy Tactics is the story of a world populated exclusively by monsters and baby-faced warrior politicians. Who are these children? Where are their parents? Who let all these toddlers have swords? Why can't they just get along without fomenting class warfare? Will the first chapter of this game ever end? These mysteries of Final Fantasy Tactics may never be fully understood. <laughs> Uh, uh, for once, I'm not like cringing so much. At, that was a pretty at, accurate intro description. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know where to go. The the class based warfare thing is like what I'm I'm gravitating towards because it's yeah, it's uh, that's the story. <laughs> it's like I can't be friends with you because you're you're royalty. Well, I can't be friends with you because you're dirty lowly regular person jordan we should get out ahead of it and say like this has been in the podcast backlog since like what december before christmas and we yeah. just had to kick this one out the door so we didn't we didn't get too too far into it even though we tried we spent <laughs> we tried <laughs> we spent uh three and a half months trying to crack this game you guys that has never happened in the history the long not three and a half history. months straight but well, I mean, uh, it felt like it at times. Uh, 10 to 20 hours over the course of three months. In early December, Dan texted me and said, hey, um, next game is Final Fantasy Tactics. You need to buy this game. Uh, and so I was like, okay. But so I, I went and did what I normally do. Um, I went and looked up like, what does this game cost? And like, what does it go on sale for? And I noticed that the week of Christmas every year, this game goes on sale for 50% off on iOS. And so I was like, okay, this was supposed to be the game we covered in December. And could I wait until Christmas to buy it <laughs> <laughs> and then play the whole thing in time to record it and release yeah. it for, for, for January. Jan January? For January, yeah. yeah January. We were playing yeah, yeah. it. And uh, so I, I waited. <laughs> I waited until it went on sale for 50% off like the week of Christmas thinking like, oh no, I made a big mistake because yeah. we're supposed to record this like, you know, the yeah we were, we were supposed to finish it in december and then thankfully <laughs> um you know i i i think i got through a lot more of it than you did in that period and then but we just we were not ready yeah to record yet so we pushed it back and pushed it back and pushed it back just like trying to get our minds around this game because there's a lot here yeah we, we wanted to do the game as much justice as we possibly could but if you love this game we're probably not going to do it justice you're probably not going to be so no before so we started, enamored with our <laughs> our thoughts on it so we're just uh, trying to we're, we're we're trying to hedge a little bit like yeah we i beat the first chapter of the game and that's all i beat so i'm sorry <laughs> i um i stayed up till 2 a.m last night Trying, trying, trying my desperate hardest to beat the first chapter. I cannot get past the last battle in chapter one. Yes. Which probably has anybody who's played this game out there just like shaking their heads at how terrible I am. Yeah. Um, and I I don't know, man. I tried. I yeah. tried so hard. I tried so many times. Eventually, I just fell asleep. I lost the battle to sleep. I lost yeah. the battle to <laughs> the guy I was fighting and I lost the battle to sleep. Right. So your intro based on chapter one. Yes. I watched uh, uh, a, a video, a 30-minute overview of the story of this game. So there's wow. there's a lot more oh, yeah. than just like, these people are d terrible. No, these people are terrible. Commoners. 
kidnapping, shooting commoner sisters. Yes, uh, I saw me. I got to that part. Um, there's demons and zodiac yeah. stones. And I read. I was reading some stuff. It gets it gets is, wild. It goes from just like your standard uh, class warfare. Uh, bourgeois uprising yeah and then all of a sudden there's like demons and it's like but what if we took the french revolution and added some final fantasy 7 to it <laughs> like what if baphomet was here all of a sudden <laughs> what if you could call meteors out of the sky but yeah. they're not really meteors they're like anthropomorphized <laughs> demon creatures i don't know it got it gets wild but i it mean if you just play the first chapter it's basically just like uh, you know, it's any, like any civilian uprising against the aristocracy from the 17 or 1800s. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll I think we'll get there. We'll get there. But uh, yeah, cult classic game that um, a lot of people like. So I really wanted I really Final Fantasy Tactics. I really wanted to love this game. I really wanted to see why people love it. This is my second attempt, kind of like Final Fantasy seven. Where it's like this is a game that a lot of people love and I couldn't get into it the first time I tried. I think I got like two hours or so into it the first time I tried. I think it's a little bit less. When I looked at my save file, it might have been like an hour and 45 minutes uh, from years ago because I heard people yeah. like lauding the 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 greatness of Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh, yeah. You hear about um, it all the time. People talk about how great this game yeah, is. Yeah. I like, was really excited when we picked this game. Yeah. Because I love the tactics genre. Yes. And so I was excited to, you know, play one of the all-time greats. Yeah. And uh, my expectations and what we actually encountered were a little bit different. Yeah, I, um, this, this, I don't know. We'll get it. We'll get into it. We'll get it. Let's get into the fun facts. Let's get just, yeah. let's, just let's just get into the fun facts. Let's, let's have some fun. Top. Okay. So this one developed and published by Square. Um, in North America, it was published by Sony. Uh, it was released in Japan in June of 1997, came to North America in January of 1998. War of the Lions uh, on PSP. Came out in May of 2007 in Japan, and uh, Wikipedia said uh, it, it came out later. Yeah, it didn't give a date. It was just like later. Came out later. Later. Was it an hour later? Was it a year later? Who knows? You would think that our, the the wisdom the the, the usually the sage wisdom of Wikipedia would give me the the hard facts on that, but it didn't. Yeah, I mean, just based on time zones, it would have had to come out later yeah. because you know, like Japan is in the, one of the earliest time zones and then the United States is in one of the latest time zones. So, I mean, it checks Word. out. Uh, Jordan, one of my favorite fun facts about this game. The director was trying to make an accessible tactics game. Yeah. <laughs> Focus on making a cl- Focusing on class-based conflict and rewriting of history, though later admitted that he failed to, to, to accomplish his, his goal of making it. I read that this game. morning. I read that he was like, <laughs> I really like RPGs, but they're so complicated and you have to, there's, you now always have to make all these choices about like what to equip and, and which uh, abilities to choose. And I didn't want to do that. So I wanted to make something simpler and more approachable. And I was like, what happened? <laughs> I liked your idea. What happened? Right. Yeah. It's just, yeah. And then like later on in the Wikipedia article, it's like, yeah, later he, he realized he failed or whatever. Well, said that he failed. I mean, I don't, yeah, he goal. failed at his original goal, yeah. but I mean, he's succeeded in creating a game that like, yes, I cannot tell you how many articles or like videos or things that I, that I witnessed that said that it is one of the most beloved games of yeah. all time. So he didn't fail. He <laughs> no. just, fa- I mean, he failed at doing, setting out to make a, a simpler, less fiddly RPG, but man, dude 
succeeded in creating a game yes. that people love. Yeah. Uh, the game features over 20 classes um, accessible by normal characters. I mean, Wikipedia specifically said 20, but like I was watching another video that was like, I think 22 or 24 classes. So 20 in the original PlayStation version, 22 okay. in the War of the Lions, which is yeah. like the version that came out on PSP and uh, iOS, like all the Vita, all like the yeah. subsequent versions had a couple extra classes and yep. uh, extra um, like abilities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So lots of variety there. Level design was chosen to be compact diorama style to try hitting uh, 60 frames per second as gamers expected from the genre. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. 60 frames per second in a PlayStation game. Like, huh? Yeah. That's it, a thing. So, you know, to do that, they didn't have these like giant lifelike sprites. And that's why I joked about them being babies because like, yeah. it's this like chibi style graphics. And it's kind of funny because you'll, you'll get these like beautifully animated cutscenes. Yeah. In where, War of the Lions. Yeah. Where they're like adults and stuff. But then you get to the actual gameplay and they're like these little babies. And I don't know. It's very cutesy. <laughs> yeah it's 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 not i wouldn't even this the sprites are kind of cutesy but like the text boxes they look a little more normal yeah no no i i think I, the and we'll get into this later but i actually i kind of like the the graphic style of this game i do like i was actually impressed a lot of the time with like the the animation of these little like these little chibi style, like, Oh, the character getting stabbed or like characters throwing things or like, I was like surprised at how expressive they were able to make these tiny sprites. That's your 60 frames per second, man. Yeah. They can just jam so many frames into a second. (laughs) So expressive. It was just interesting with the, the the way that they were able to animate the game, um, based on how small, you know, the characters are on the screen. But anyways, uh, Jordan, last fun fact. The thematic elements of the class-based society of the story came from the director's experience within game companies and their hierarchies and how senior developers were treated like royalty. I want to know the story behind like, <laughs> one of these senior developers killed his sister. And, <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's like, I have an idea for a game. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was interesting that this whole like, you know, crazy whatever plot is like, this is real. My, this is how game companies are. Yeah, I mean that's like, kind of depressing. Yeah, kind of. Um, yeah, I mean you get, I, but it's game companies from the '90s. You know, like it sounds, it sounds like par for the course. I think. I think that's just like kind of when you get into any sort of high-powered corporate structure. Uh, if you've watched the news at all this week, there's a, all over the place about the VP of like so Marvel Studios, right? You got like three big figureheads in Marvel Studios, Kevin Feige, everyone knows who's like the guy over everything. And then you got the other dude whose name I can't remember. And then this lady, uh, Victoria Alonzo, who was just fired this week. And she was over all of the the graphics, like VFX and that kind of stuff. And she got fired. And like all these articles coming about how like she was like this crazy tyrant who would like scream at people and like like, had this terrible reputation, but she was like at the absolute top. And then she's like a Steve Jobs type. Well, she's like uh, who the bad guy from chapter one in this game. I can't remember his name. They all have crazy <laughs> names. But like Wygraf? This uh, whole thing. When you read these the articles. Yeah. When you read these articles, you have like these massive giant warehouses full of VFX artists who are like slaving away 18 hours a day. And then you have this like tyrant who comes in and is like blacklisting people. And you get this idea of like, 
this class disparity even okay in, you know i think it's a very corporate thing so i can see how that could happen okay. at a video game studio where you have like the big wigs who are up top and have these crazy demands but they're maybe not like really in touch with what it's like to be a ground level developer yeah and there was stuff even like that in the games industry i remember a few years ago where like the whole wasn't like rockstar or somebody where there was these big uh fallouts with like i don't know people complaining about crazy long schedules well kojima like it's a, it's a whole thing it is a thing in the games industry yeah like um yeah it doesn't it does not surprise me one bit that that was the inspiration yeah we don't have to talk about that whole rabbit hole but yeah it's it's definitely a thing in the games industry that i think i want to say like a lot of studios are conscious of it and getting better but um there haven't been as many um murders of siblings <laughs> <laughs> I would hope not. I the would 90s not, were a wild time for game development. <laughs> I think the, the consciousness of the games industry is slowly elevating. But anyways, uh, Jordan, you are you ready to move into what the game does well? I'm, I would love to. All right. All right, Dan, kind of mentioned this a little bit already, but one of the things I really think this game does excel at is the art style. I think that there's something about tactics-based game and a cutesy art style that just really works. And I think it's because you have to get, you know, you mentioned how they had a very concerted effort to make this like a diorama kind of thing. And yeah. that that like style really works for this genre where you have your characters moving on a grid. And so the characters kind of look like toys or like uh, miniatures in a war game. And a lot of my favorite tactics games do this, where if you like look at Advance Wars or Old School Fire Emblem, or a more recent example with the Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle, it's this idea of kind of like almost toy-like figurines on a yeah. map. And usually like it's even like pulled off like a grid. It looks like a board game kind of thing. Yeah. And it works really well for this genre. And I think that they do a good job of it in this game. Yeah. Like sometimes the 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 PS1 era stuff doesn't hold up so well. But this had an interesting like, okay, you've got like your 2D sprites, but you've also got, you know, um, like 3D models kind of on the map. Yeah. And I think it, uh, the visuals were not something that I was hung up on this. Now we should say like you played the iOS version. I played the the PSP version on my Vita. Um, I played a little bit of the PS one version. Um, I, play, I think I played like the, the first like couple missions or something on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I tend to agree. I'm neither here nor there. One of the things that I do have written down is like the war of the lions has like these really beautiful cutscenes. Oh yeah. Which is a, is a different from gameplay, but they're like these beautiful, like hand drawn, almost like it's like watercolor painterly. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of like, um, like modern movies are now getting interesting with their visual style, like into the spider verse or like stuff like that. Or like, even I think the, the, new Ninja Turtles Holy teaser cow. that you sent me. Like, that looks so cool. Yeah, like you get these really cool visual styles and I feel like, oh, in War of the Lions, like you had these cutscenes that almost looked like, you know, some kind of unexpected watercolor or like hand-drawn, like textured thing that was like, this game, I really like watching these cutscenes. They're beautiful. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, in again, just I yeah, I said earlier, like with the animations and the visuals and stuff like that, I was impressed when they would like 
stab characters in the back or like just whatever. I was just, I found, I count, I constantly found myself surprised at how expressive these like really tiny sprites were. So, yeah, I looked at some side by side comparisons of the original PlayStation version versus the War of the Lions version. And there wasn't a huge difference. I mean, the, the newer one was a little bit smoother and nicer, but I mean, it, didn't look terrible on the PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it definitely is one of those games that would hold up unlike a, you know, probably like a Spyro or a Crash Bandicoot where it's like, this is an awkward 3D PS1 game where they didn't know what to do with the camera. Like, I think it being a grid-based tactics game really serves it. Um, For sure. And that includes the visuals. Uh, Jordan, another point that I have and what the game does well, like setting your AI in yes. this game. Yep. That's one of my <laughs> points too. <laughs> Um, so there's a lot to this game, which we will get into and it can be overwhelming, especially when you're starting out Yeah, and you're just like, you are thrown onto a board. You've got a bunch of characters. You kind of don't know how the systems work and you don't know who to attack first. But fortunately this game gives you the option to like, okay, I don't know what this, uh, chemist should do. Um, I should probably have them heal the party. Yeah. But, and you could just set them to healer or like just yeah, set everybody to a- berserker or to defend certain characters or to be a coward. Like, I really like that you don't have to control all of your units if you don't want to. Yeah. The, the basic AI gives you those four options of berserker, somebody who's totally focused on attacking, defender, and you can set who you want them to defend. Yeah. A healer who's going to try to heal your whole party. And, or like support, like a support character, basically. They yeah. don't just heal. They'll also cast supporting spells. Or uh, the coward, which yeah. is like, this person's almost dead. I need them to not die. Yeah. Get out of here kind of thing. Yeah. And I mean, certain characters are AI by default. I don't know if the AI in this game is very smart. I feel like maybe I was doing a little bit better when I was in control of everybody. Um, I, but I the did AI you- was, was nice um, for grinding. Like yeah. I, I like just setting AI to just like not play a battle. So that I was definitely a nice thing felt like there were times when I needed to control it myself. Like if it was getting dicey. Uh, and I also read online that there are some ways that you can like cheat the AI and like make it do things that you shouldn't be able to do kind yeah. of thing. Um, like what? Uh, well, like specifically like cheating against the enemy AI okay. where they won't attack you if you're confused because attacking a confused character will like break them out of their confusion. So you can cast a spell to confuse yourself and then the enemies won't attack you. Yeah. And so you can kind of like hack that to take advantage and get positioning and then attack. And I don't know. It's, it's especially, I guess there's some missions where it's a single character combat. And so you can do that to keep the entire board of enemies from attacking you. It's that's one of those things where that's one of the things that we, I think I suspect we missed about this game is people have broken this thing. Oh yeah. To the nth degree where they just know how to make parties and characters and builds that are just like, you just at one shot everything, I guess, or like do like 999 damage or whatever. I saw that there's a way that if you use the thief ability really early on in the game, you can like steal some end game weapons that make it so you can basically just one shot your way through the game. So there's definitely ways to break this game. There's ways that you can like, you know, you know, and people love that to find the little ways yeah, to challenge I think themselves that's what people, and 
you know, find quirks or find like perfect builds for parties where yeah. you're just like wrecking people. And to be able to do that, you kind of have to have that knowledge. You have to go looking for it. And it's not something you're going to just like right off the bat be able to figure out. And there's like that level of depth, which kind of, you know, goes to another thing that I, that I think is really cool about this game is the insane amount of customization. You Like we mentioned, there's the 20 plus jobs. You have over 400 abilities that you can learn. And it's 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 insane. Like the, if you want to like, dive deep into this game it is very there are, there are so many layers here it's like an ogre or a <laughs> yeah yeah i also have like the depth and variety of classes in the party loadouts here um as something the game does well like and, and it's kind of i think maybe largely attributes to sort of what people love about this game is you could use different classes and characters every time you played through it there's a ton to explore the game is a blank canvas for your party. Like, and your characters are just like, Oh, everybody starts as a squire or make him a chemist, which apparently means like they're either like a soldier or magic user. Yeah. Like, and but you're not locked into any of those. Yeah. You can change jobs at whenever any time, you want. Yeah. And you can use abilities from one job and another bill and another job. Yeah. 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 It's, it's really cool the way that they are just like, do kind of whatever you want. Um, like it's kind of it's it's such an interesting like double-edged sword uh to have that much depth but i think ultimately what draws people to this game is that depth yeah because it's like the combat like it's just i don't know (laughs) it's like when you can do whatever you want with all of the things like there's something about that to certain people i think that really that really does uh does this game justice yeah Going back to a little bit to the automation thing and the, I think the fact that you don't have to heal your party and like do all that sort of party maintenance after battles is yeah. a huge plus. If I had to like go after each battle and heal everybody and use items to get everyone's magic back up and like uh, get rid of status conditions and stuff like you would in a game like Pokemon, yeah, that would be so incredibly infuriating. So I was really happy to see that after battle, even if people, so when you're in a battle, and somebody on your team gets knocked out, it starts a three-turn counter, and yeah. there'll be a number above them. And if it gets down to zero, it's permadeath. That character is gone. And if it's your main character, like the character who's the story character that you're yeah. playing, Dan. and that, yeah, Dan, Dan for Dan, him. Dan Bilv. Ramza for pretty much <laughs> everybody else who's ever played the game. If that character dies, it's a game over. Yeah. But if the character drops down three, two, one, zero, and you manage to beat the game, you don't go out into the overworld and that character is passed out and you got to go and find a doctor or use items to revive them <laughs> or heal them like in a lot of RPGs. Yeah. Instead, boom, your whole party's topped back up on magic and on health and you're good to go. And I really appreciated that because if you didn't have that, this would have been so incredibly tedious. I was nervous when I would like AI battle grind because I was like, if anybody gets knocked out for good i won't i don't know if i'll know so i was like really trying to like (laughs) meticulously look at my party to make sure i wasn't like losing any characters which i didn't so that was nice um but definitely i lost at least one i definitely lost somebody gotta get good well yeah absolutely i mean that that (laughs) i'm sure there are gonna be people out there by the end of this episode screaming get good you guys are just yeah no please just don't don't even we're filthy casuals expect like yeah we're trying to just don't even we know we know we know (laughs) yeah my favorite after um 
Final Fantasy VII, which is another game that everybody loves and and we struggled with a little bit. I damn okay. Yeah. I feel po- like the yeah. narrative has become that we struggled with it and didn't like it. But it's funny if you go back and listen to it. I struggled with it and didn't really enjoy it. And you were like singing its praises, but I think because of my negativity, people just assumed we were overall negative about it. Yeah. And we got some really funny uh, one star <laughs> reviews after that. So before we started recording today, Dan's like. This might be another one where we get some one-star reviews. So we're, we are trying. We yeah. really are trying to engage with this. We understand why people love this game, even if we didn't fully get it. I always, in, in general in my life, if people really love something, I will make an honest effort to try to understand why people love something. I'm not just going to like dismiss it because like I had a bad time with Final Fantasy Tactics. Or I didn't necessarily have a bad time with this game. But I'm like, I really, there's something here. I just didn't get to it. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> we have a guy on discord named thematic daredevil who helps us out with research and sends us tons of great information. And he was asking me like, what, what is it that you're looking for with this game? And I was like, I need to understand why I need to understand like the appeal. Cause I'm really struggling. Like I've been playing this for <laughs> a long time and I, I actually really enjoy this genre of game a lot, yeah. but I'm struggling to understand why so many people say this is the most beloved tactics game of all time. So if you could give me anything to help me get that insight. And we have so many people on our discord who love this game. And so I, I totally, I think I do understand the appeal of it, even if it wasn't something that just totally clicked and like (laughs) in the first chapter of the game. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah, let's, I got a couple more points what the game does well, Jordan, before we, you know, get into more of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, optimizing gear. Again, just like the oh, game yeah. reducing friction was so nice. When I go to a, the the Dorter Inn and I go to the the the, the salesman, I forget. Yeah, the, I don't know. Yeah, the, the shop guy, the shop shopkeeper. Just oh, optimize gear, and it's just like here's some better stuff for your character. And I think that that like, might I love be that. That might be kind of what he meant when he talked about the guy who made this game. I don't remember his name. Uh, when he talked about wanting to make an RPG that was less fiddly, yes. like they do give you that option. Like we talked about, they have the AI options for auto battling. They have the where between battles where your party is going to be topped back up. You go to a shop. I don't know what to buy. There's all these weapons here. Hit the optimize button. It's going to give you the best possible loadout that you can get at that store. You can go into your inventory and optimize your party. And it's just going to give each of your party members the best possible weapons that you have. And like, are you going to be able to take advantage of every little crazy combo in the game that way? Probably not, but it's going to be good enough to get you through the game. Good enough to make you not have to read a Wikipedia entry on every single weapon and try to <laughs> min max the stats. Yeah. Yeah. And when you change jobs, it automatically optimizes your gear. Yeah. Which is nice. Well, that's a setting where you can have it set to automatically optimize. If oh. you don't want that, you can turn that off in the settings. Okay. If you're like, ah, I don't All want to right. keep changing my stuff for me. That's another double-edged sword that I kind of have as, as one of my points. My last point, Jordan, is the game continues to expand the more you play. I was still like figuring out new little things about even like specifically the controls as I was playing this, you know, beyond the eight hour mark on my save file, I don't know how many hours it actually was, but like, uh, when you go to cast a spell, you can press left or right and it will tell you the spell order. And I was like, why did it take me 10 hours into this game to figure out that I can see the order of the spells? Wait, what do you mean order of the spells? So when you go to cast fire or whatever, yeah. you pick a random spell. It takes a certain number of turns before that spell oh, activates. Yeah. And based on, you can press left or right and you can see when it will activate in a kind of a, a turn order. Like, so yeah. if somebody, if another mage casts some kind of, 
um, spell, you can see, you know, is my spell going to go before or after? And you can sort of yeah, there's assess a menu what's going on. In the game, like during the battles that says at, and if you click that, it'll give you some info on how long, like if you, you cast a spell or you're going to do attack, that's a multi-turn attack. Yeah. It'll tell you how many turns left until that activates. Yeah. But it's that's not probably super the, intuitive. Yeah. And then another thing that I discovered like way late is like, if I press the start button on my Vita, it just automatically bounces around the the map from character to character. So if you want to see how much health or like whatever. Oh, nice. Cause it's, it's, it can be cumbersome to try to like assess <sighs> We'll get there. Um, it can be cumbersome to to kind of assess what's going on, to move around the map square by square on the console version. I imagine it's a little bit oh, easier on, on touch the, screen. Yeah, touch screen is great because you can just tap on any character and that information comes yeah, up. Yeah, you're really like intuitive. pressing the button to go through different, like it's a whole thing. Yeah. Through each square on the map. It's like, all right. So, okay, pressing so you don't have like a cursor that you move around and no, pick people. Oh, no. That seems, yeah. Yeah. And then like even like this, this wasn't like an expansion that I found later, but like pressing the select button on basically anything will tell you information about like the ability or the stat or the characters or like whatever. Yeah. On the iOS version, there's a button you hit. It says help. And then you tap on anything in the game and it'll give you Mm -hmm. an encyclopedia entry on it. Yeah. And then the, another way the game just keeps expanding is like new jobs. Oh yeah. Like new gear, new thing. Like it's just the, the, as, as you get into this game, it just turns into something much crazier, much deeper. And just, there's, I feel almost infinitely customizable. Jordan, I feel like this game is almost not literally, but almost a collectible card game sort of thing where new metas, new cards, new decks, like, the combinations here and like getting a robust understanding of it is like, it takes a lot of time and effort. Oh yeah. Um, in the same way, you know, like I imagine like the combos that exist through the years of magic, the gathering, you probably have to play that game for years to like understand like holistically what you could face in some of the crazier formats. But there, there are games like this, that rewards you for putting the time in. Yeah. And the more time and effort and knowledge that you put into it, the more you're going to be able to enjoy it and get out of it. And the way that yes. you're going to be able to kind of bend it to your will and make it do what you want to do. That's probably the best thing about this game is it, it's just that canvas. If you want something that you can go so deep into and yeah. just almost, almost make a hobby out of it. Yes. This is not a casual game. No, not at all. And that is great for some people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The people who the people who like are out there and listening to this that that are hearing this, you should know by now if this is something that really interests you, or if this is going to be something that you're like, I don't know if that's the game for me, just yeah. based on what we just talked about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If 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 you love deep games, then like Final Fantasy Tactics is going to be something you you enjoy. If you're like if you like dumb baby games like I did, <laughs> if you're like, I love Mario 3, like the number one podcast, apparently the number one podcast game we've ever covered according to my rankings. But um, if you like that. According to your rankings or according to the objective statistics? <laughs> no, according to the... So for we have a shout out to Patreon. Yeah, uh, we have a before and after segment where we've ranked all of our podcast episodes, oh, 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 oh. and so I think Mario Three is is a, 
according to that, I don't know if it actually is, but I think according to that ranking that you forced me to make. I got you. I, was say, I yeah. think according to the objective statistics, yeah, like no, Pokemon not objective is our statistics. most listened to. Is it? I thought Legend of Zelda was. Oh, Legend of Zelda. Yeah. I know. So shout out to the Legend of Zelda episode. Shout out to Legend of Zelda. Shout out to uh, Tears of the Kingdom coming out in less than, I think it's seven weeks from yesterday. Yeah. Or something like that. I think it's actually Soon. Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. <laughs> why did they do that? <laughs> releasing a game and not <laughs> saying the title out loud and having it be a, a name that could have gone either way like, i don't oh i mean i that that's an awkward title though tears of the kingdom doesn't sound like a thing tears no, of the kingdom it, it, well yeah i don't know but i mean that's also like a kingdom that's been torn apart yeah but it you, definitely tears <laughs> it definitely doesn't tears. make any sense tears of the, anyway but shout out to the, zelda the tears that the kingdom has um yeah Anyways, I think we'll talk more about Zelda when we get to our Patreon segment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jordan, do you have anything else that the game did well? Uh, I don't have anything more on my list, but that doesn't mean that there aren't more things that the game does well. <laughs> I uh, I often, before I, we record, I'll go to tvtropes.com, which is a surprisingly great resource for yeah. video game trivia and information. And I started reading it this morning at like 20 minutes in and I had only gone down. It's alphabetical. I was down to the D's and it's just such a massive game. There's so much depth and complexity here that I, I fully understand that I didn't even scratch the surface here. Yes. So I know that, that if I had managed to play through this whole game, there would have certainly been things uh, that I loved. It but, makes me sad. Cause like exactly that, like we had to, it was just like, no, this is an open tab that's been open since December. We need to kick yeah. this episode out the door. We have to, we like, never we just have to stop or it's never going to, yeah, we've never spent this long on a game. Just wanted and to despite just spending this long that. on a game, not being able to just finish it is or this even, long to record an episode. We should say not this long in a game. Cause we've definitely, I mean, Night Steel Republic is like 40 hours. Yeah, but that's the thing. I have eight hours on my save file. Yeah. I played it. How many in, hours are on your heart, Jordan? Well, that's the thing is because every time you die, it goes back to your last yeah. save. And I know that there are hours and hours there. Yes. Because I died so much. So I think that I would probably be close to 20 hours of actual game time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it wasn't for lack of trying. No, not at all. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to what the game doesn't do so well. I think that we need to give a trigger warning. <laughs> uh, if you Turn love this game, the, yeah, just, uh, just, again. just, let's just go back to the part we just had where we were very generous and kind in this game. But or I the th- beginning where we were hedging about how <sighs> you're going to probably hate our guts, but yeah, just, uh, there's just, there's lots of here that we I got, we got, with. we got lots here. Some of the things that the game does well are some of the things that the game doesn't do well. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's almost a mirror list. So why don't you give us your first one, Dan? All right. First one. This is slow battles, Jordan. Yep. That's you, my first one too. Not only literally slow, like the PSP War of the Lions version, you have this slowdown every time somebody casts a spell, which oh. is like it's a it's a it's notoriously something people don't like. Oh. Um because it's yeah, it's slow motion. It's not in the, the PS1 version. I didn't notice that on my iOS version. Yeah, it, it might not you might you might not notice it because you've never experienced the game without it. It might just be default, like oh, they're trying to add this dramatic effect to these spells. Yeah, and so instead of a spell taking one second, it takes like four or five. Like just it's a thing. But game the battles take like fifteen to twenty minutes, and it's like the style of this game 
granted it was it was made in the 90s like whatever like people were going to sit in front of their console they were going to play this game yeah to me in the modern era this almost feels a little bit like i want more of a mobile version of this i want snappier battles i want battles to take you know five minutes but they take 15 to 20 and so part of the reason why that's terrible is because oh you failed the battle go do it again it just it feels terrible to fight a battle for 20 minutes and then lose and add on top of that that the story battles have lots and lots of text boxes yes and when you're fighting that story battle for the third or fourth or fifth time you don't get to skip those you still got to click through every uh single text box and uh yeah it's just so incredibly slow not just the battles themselves but i feel like the grind to level up is so incredibly slow. And we talked to some people. I, I brought this up to some people in Discord about why is it so slow? And I guess it's sort of an exponential thing where the further you get in the game, the faster it goes. Okay. So you you start off and it's very slow. But then as you level up and get more powerful, everything speeds up. But this grind at the beginning is so painfully slow. And it, my favorite way to illustrate this is that when you first start this game, it gives you a tutorial. And the tutorial for this game is over an hour long. And it's purely text-based. Dan, you skipped it. <laughs> I skipped it, yeah. Which I don't know how you could have skipped it and understood what was going on because there was so much. They don't tell you how anything works, how any of these systems works, how any of the battle, how anything works. You have to do the tutorial <laughs> if you don't know what you're doing. And like I said, it's over an hour of pure text-based going through menus, telling you what everything mm-hmm. does. And by the end of it, I was like, okay, I still don't fully understand what's happening. <laughs> And they're throwing me into the deep end here, and I'm, I'm an hour into this the game, whole and I haven't game is, done anything. The whole game is deep end. Yeah. <laughs> so just like slow, everything's slow, and I, I fully yeah. admit and acknowledge and realize that we did not get to the fast part of this game. Yeah. But when you put, you know, 15, 20 hours in, and you're not to the fast part yet, like, are you, are you ever going to get there? Jordan, even AI grinding is slow. I want to do an AI battle. I got to wait for every character's turn to set their AI. Well- there you go. So I, even to like auto battle in this game, it's taking me like three or four minutes just to wait for all of the t- people to have their turns to set everybody to AI. Yeah. Just so that I can grind up because I keep failing the story battles. So long battles is part of this genre. And I get that. And I, like I mentioned, I enjoy this genre. Like I was talking to thematic daredevil on discord about this. And I mentioned like when I told him, like, I need help understanding this game. He's like, well, do you like this genre? I was like, yeah, I really do. <laughs> right. Like some of my favorite games are in this genre. And he was like, well, what do you like? And, uh, I really enjoy advance wars. I played every one of those games. Yeah. So good. The early fire emblem games. I really like, I don't like the modern ones where all the focus is on, like relationships and like making sure that your party all likes you. No, I just, just want to go in and, and stab people or <laughs> uh, more recently Mario rabbits kingdom battle. But in all of those games, you take your turn and you go through each of your characters and you set what you want to do on your turn and then they do it. And then the enemy goes and they take all their turns. Yeah. And, and is that what you're just talking about? Where in this game, it's not every single character, both player controlled and the monsters and the yeah. enemies, they each have their own individual speed stat and they're going to attack in the order based on their speed stat. Which is not a bad thing. The speed set's fine. No, but it makes it so much more tedious because you're going to go through and it's going to, maybe you attack and then two enemies attack and then your two guys attack yeah. and then they take their last stack and then you go. And so like you're saying at the beginning of a, a battle, if even if you want to just AI auto battle it, yeah. you have to wait until it gets to each of your guys turn and then you can set their AI and then it'll go and now you're already a couple minutes into it and then it's going to play out and I don't know, it just like, 
It feels like, this bad. is part of this genre is slow, long, strategic, tactical battles, and I get that and I love that. But in this game, it just feels off. It feels I don't know. It doesn't feel as good as other games in the genre that I've played because of the way I set it up. And I totally get why some people really like this and dislike the other way. But for me, as yeah. somebody who's played so many games in this genre that work the other way, it felt weird and off and slow. Yeah, I mean, just from a modern context, like. I would just love an option from the menu to just set up AI battling. Just, you know, I know that <laughs> you've made fun of me in the past. Like, oh, yeah, you're playing a game where you're not playing it. Like, gotcha games or like whatever. Like, uh, there's all sorts of things where yeah. just like auto grinding. Like, I think part of the problem in this is just like, okay, I have to go grind three, four, 20 minute battles to get through the story now. Yeah. I don't want to do, I don't have time to do that. Like I just, I, I can't grind and get through this game, but I have to grind, which is just RPGs, whatever. Like that's a whole but other no, conversation. That's the thing. It doesn't have to be that. And that's the thing. Like it's really nice that the auto battling and AI is in here because the grind is so long and slow. But if yes. the grind wasn't so long and slow, you wouldn't need the AI auto battling. And I think that the AI, AI auto battling is a solution to a problem like I wish that it wasn't in here I wish that you yeah. didn't need it I would rather actually play the game than watch a computer play the game yeah but I'm glad it's in there because the grind is so long and slow like to be able to get your guys to a level where you can actually have the abilities needed to complete the story battles you have to go and fight a gazillion battles in a field to yeah. level your guys up and I don't want to go through that tedious grind so I'm glad that the AI is there to do it for me but I would much rather have the grind just be lowered, the the difficulty curve to be less steep, and to be able to actually just play the game myself. Another good solution that you see in modern games is just the ability to literally speed up the game to 2x, 3x. Yeah, like if I, I could just, for, yeah. I looked through the <laughs> options so many times. I was like, there's got to be an option for this. Yeah. Like and if sometimes you can just it fast felt forward, like, like it yeah. did. Sometimes it felt like it was fast forwarding for me. Yeah. And I was like, is this just because it's 2 a.m. and I'm super tired? And like, what's happening? <laughs> and I, I, I Last night, I I swear I looked yeah. for a speed option multiple times. There's rumblings of a Final Fantasy Tactics like remaster or whatever. Yeah. It's been a rumor on the internet for a little bit recently. And so I do suspect that if this guy if this game gets a re-release, there will be some sort of like way of speeding things up because like that is such a like I just if I could even just make things literally like snappier, just like, you know, I don't have to scroll through text boxes and I can move my characters quickly and I don't have to watch these long animations. Like I just want to do the thing. Yeah. I would have gotten further into this game because I would have like been able to wrap my head around it a little bit. But like I feel like a lot of the time, um, you know, and I think this is another point of what the game didn't do well for me. Um, just based on the level of experience that I had with it, it was just like, I don't know who to attack. I don't know what the strategy is yeah. here. So the AI was kind of like a crutch for me of like, I'm, I'm not sure what targets I'm supposed to prioritize in certain battles. It's like, okay, take out that one person. It's like, do I send everybody after that one person? Yeah. Okay. Well, I just got a game over doing that. So like, maybe I need a different strategy feels bad because I just failed and wasted 20 minutes again. Like the AI was useful for kind of helping me limp through this game. But I think there are other ways to do that. And one of my favorite ways that this genre does that and think about Advance Wars. Have you ever played that game? 
No, I don't oh, know man. much about it's it. It's so good at introducing you to the core concepts because you'll you start and you fight the first battle and you have very basic units. Yeah, and they, they explain this is what they do and here's how they're going to work. And then you go to it's the not next text battle. based. No, a character comes on screen. You don't read well, a novel it for is an hour. It is text based, <laughs> but a character pops up on the screen and they're like your they're your commander. They're like your coach basically, and they're going to explain yeah. how this works. And so, but you go into a battle that teaches you how to deal with the new enemy type that you're facing. And it slowly introduces you both to the enemy's new types and the new kind of units yeah. that are available to you. And they do it in a way that makes sense with the story and it makes sense with like the curve. It's not like, here, I'm just going to throw you in and you have yes. access to everything and good luck. Uh, also, similarly, you think about like old school Fire Emblem games. They had this thing known as the Weapon Triangle. And it was like very obvious. Right at the beginning of the game, they explained to you that swords beat axes, axes beat lances, and lances beat swords. So it's basically like rock, yeah. paper, scissors. So you know, and it gets more complicated than that. And there's more in the game than swords, axes, and lances. But you know at the base level, this guy is somebody I'm going to be strong against. Yeah. This guy is somebody I'm going to be weak against. And just that little tiny nugget of knowledge is enough in the background to help you make strategic decisions. In this game, you're thrown into it. You're like, I have no idea what that guy is. I have no idea what abilities he has. I have no idea uh, what my guys can do. And it's basically like you say, you just go into it, you lose a bunch of times yeah. and restart, and then you slowly figure it out. And it's like they could have explained this so much better and in yeah. ways that other games in the genre do but instead it's basically to like here's an encyclopedia and so for you it was the select button for me it was a help button and like i said if you click that help button and you click on anything on the screen or in any menu it's going to give you an encyclopedia entry on it. It's basically like having a wiki built into the game or a player's guide. Like you think about those old Prima yeah, players which guys is built into the a game. a great feature. Which is nice, but like yeah. that's like, that can't be the way that I learn how to play the game. There has no. to be some base level that like you talk about how Mario is one of the greatest games ever because it slowly introduces yes. concepts and it teaches you how to, to beat them. When you just like are like, all right, here you go. Good luck. Be an expert right off the bat. Yeah. It's, that's not a great user experience. It's no. awesome for somebody who's played this a bazillion hours and they know how it works yeah. and they can bend the game to their will. Not great for somebody who's just getting dropped in for the first time, you know, 20, 30 years after the game came out and you're like hoping to understand what's going on. Yeah. It's it's almost like when you're when you're an expert at something, you take a lot of things for granted. You don't have the beginner's mind with it. And so when somebody's like, I'm going to make an accessible tactics game, even though I just made like another one that's like super deep, they're like, what is accessible to somebody who's <laughs> been designing tactics games? It's just like, it's, it's still just like, nope, these battles. And I don't know, I don't really remember the early game that well, but it's like, these battles should have been like my five characters against like two character, two enemy characters for a yeah. first. And they should have been like, like, I think the daughter slums is one of the no notorious difficulty spikes early in the game. It's like, Oh, they have black mages that are just one shotting. Yep. Like what? Like, uh, what is this? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Your first time you're in, in, uh, getting like, introduced they have to two them. of them yeah. and <laughs> archers. And it's like, what is ha like? Okay. Uh, yeah. And so it's like, that's unnecessary. Like, it's 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 this it's it's the hedgehogs that are you, I just want to hug you but like no just yeah, stay away like the hedgehog problem come on like I just you're not you're not like slowly introducing me to new classes and mechanics you're you're assuming too much of me as a filthy idiot um, <laughs> who's trying to like 
you know, understand this super deep game that just I can't even. I'm really glad, Dan, that my uh, hedgehog's dilemma analogy <laughs> made such an impact on you that you're still referencing it like years well, later. Well, yeah. I mean, Sonic the Hedgehog is uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. Sonic the Hedgehog, two of the Basically greatest. Basically the same game. When are we getting it? Sonic <laughs> Tactics? <laughs> I can't. How has there not been a Sonic Tactics game yet? Oh, man. I think <laughs> it would our... probably be faster than this one. Yeah, there you go. Uh, you, got, you got to go. Uh, Never mind. Yeah, no, I got it. They'd be faster. We can play. Thanks, folks. Speed. It's been a good. Yep. <laughs> Hope you <laughs> enjoyed gonna your do it podcast. For our podcast. <laughs> um, another thing that kind of, and I mentioned how I don't really love new um, Fire Emblem games because they focus so much on the relationship aspect. And I was wondering last night, I was like, how come when my my mage or my time wizard or whatever the heck they're called, I don't know. How come when they cast spells- Your mystic or your geomancer- yeah. Your Dark Knight. Well, I had something called like a Time Mage. Or, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, how come <laughs> when they are casting spells on my dudes, they keep missing? So I went and Googled it. Why? <laughs> why literally, 90% of the spells they cast are missing. Um, and I go and look at it. I was like, it. oh, well, because every character in the game has a Zodiac Dude. sign. And if their Zodiac signs aren't compatible, then they won't be able yes. to. It's like, wait, okay. what do you mean? Okay. I just spent... Hours and hours and hours leveling up this mage. Now you're telling me, oh, she can't heal my main character because they have different zodiac signs. Are you kidding me? I watched the video. Why last is night. that a thing? I was trying. So I was like, I did not do it. I didn't play enough of this game. I really need to go over on research to try to understand more about it. So I watched this like tips, the top 10 tips for beginners. Yeah. <laughs> and in the video, you know, it'll be, uh, I'll post the link in the description of the podcast, but the the introductions like i've had a lot of friends who haven't been able to get into final fantasy tactics so, think? so i'm gonna make this video to try to help people get into it and they're they're like they one of the first tips is like the zodiac system a lot of people don't even know this is a no, system that exists in the game and it's just like the game why doesn't do these systems exist that you don't know about i did the hour-long <laughs> tutorial i read lots of stuff in there I, I spent a lot like more than the casual person researching how to play this game i never saw anything about the zodiac system yeah so the the their tip was like Set your uh, set Ramza's birthday to like January first. It's a Capricorn, so make sure you have two Virgos. And it's just like, it's like no, go re-roll from the shop. Make sure that you have two males and two females, and they're these signs that are compatible. And the game tells you in these specific spots, or you can make a circle. It's just like no, 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 nope. If I have to soft reset Stop. a game to get the correct party or whatever, no, I'm sorry. It's not even soft resetting because the game asks you like your birthday and like your zodiac symbol or whatever. And then you can re-roll soldiers and he's like, do it for like five. To, it usually takes like five to 10 minutes to get characters. You only have to do it once and then they're compatible and just use these four core characters or whatever throughout the entire game. How about you just give me characters that are compatible off the bat? Like, why would that even be an option? Or how about just don't make it a system that yeah, you can I mean. not revive your party with your white mage because your revive is missing. Like, I'm just going to use a Phoenix down. Can you imagine, like, in the real world, like, going into work, hey, how come how come you and so-and-so don't ever work together? How come you aren't turning in projects for so-and-so? Oh, well, you know, I was born in December, and they <laughs> are giving me some strange energy today. It's like, are you kidding me? Imagine. It's like, oh, you know what? Um, Fellowship of the Ring, we're getting ready to go. Oh, sorry, uh, Frodo, I can't come with you because, you know, you're a Sagittarius. And I just, I don't get down with that. Are you kidding me? Like, that's not a thing in any part of, like, <sighs> fantasy media. Why is this in this game? It sounds really cool on paper. 
No, it doesn't. Like, let's make a system where there's some sort of like compatibility or whatever. Like, I like the, I like the, I like the, the, the theory and intent behind what they were trying to do, but it's like obtuse and, uh, and like, it's just what exactly like you're saying, like, why are my spells missing? It's like, yeah. oh, they're not compatible. Or there's like super compatibility or like super bad compatibility or something like yeah, that. I think I had the super bad one. And it's just like, like, no. So now I don't, I'm, I don't even like using the mage that I've leveled up. Cause like yep. they're missing. It's like, oh, mine is completely worthless for my main party. <sighs> so Flatly, uh, I, uh, it, it's, I will give it credit. It's not as bad as the more modern fire emblem games where it's like, I don't want to have to do a dating simulator in my tactics game like that's 0% interest in that. So it's not to that level, but having any amount of that and especially not explaining it or making it very easy to choose characters who are compatible together. That just it just adds an extra layer, completely unnecessary layer to this game. Yeah. Yeah. You know what else I liked about this game, Jordan? What? Uh, <laughs> we're in the part about where we don't like stuff. Yeah. I really liked, um, how I went into battles and couldn't heal my party or like revive them. And I was like, what? Like I should just be able to like throw a potion to heal my character or oh, like, yeah. revive that. You that, can do that. that char- yeah. But not really in the game. And I was like trying oh, to figure out why your chemist didn't have the ability to use that. Oh, <laughs> I have to go teach my characters to use items. Yeah, 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 yeah. Each item yeah. that I want them to be able to use, and it costs. I have to teach them how to. Well, and it costs JP what? points. What is a JP point? What world? What video game does it seem like a good idea? To have to teach your character something that's essential to the gameplay like that. I mean, like that, you might as well have to teach them to attack. Like, what? <laughs> like, I'm surprised that that's by default. Yeah. I, I mean, on one hand, it's dumb from a gameplay st- standpoint. From like a practical standpoint, like, yeah, your your uh, medic should probably have to take a first aid class. But on again, handing somebody a band aid? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> Come on. Come again, on. Like, not something I want to do in a video game. <laughs> Here's how you drink a potion. Yes. <laughs> like what? What? No, 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 no. Yeah. No. I forgot about that. That was so early on, but I had that same problem. It's like, oh, I, sweet. I bought all these new items. How come I can't use any of these new items? Well, I even bought? early on, you were like having a bad time at the game. And I was like telling you about these menus and like, have you figured, do you, are you using these classes? And you're like, what? And I'm like, you gotta go. Like you, I had figured out that about, because the game didn't, maybe maybe it teaches you, maybe it doesn't. It does, about, like it tells about you what new those, abilities and jobs and like, oh, I can change my character classes. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, I mean, it definitely told me about all that in the tutorial. But like I said, there was so much in there that when yeah. you actually start playing, then it's like, okay, I knew that there was a menu and then a sub menu and another sub menu where I could do this or that. But like, I don't know how to get there. Or, maybe play it for 10 hours and then watch the tutorial. Or when I unlock the ability to have a job, maybe give me some sort of prompt that says, hey, go set an ability or, or a job now i don't know yes goodness ah. so, so uh, and that's where like the the depth of the game is is such like a, a good and a bad thing because it's just like yeah okay this is great for a game you can play for a really long time but yep. this is not great as a as a on ramp for people who want to you know like check it out see if it's something they like it's like how why can't i use potions yeah. I bought potions. Why can't I use them? Yeah. I'm like what? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. It's um, like you said, it's it's one of the best parts about the game, and it's one of the worst parts about the game. You have yeah. infinite customiza- customization, customability. Custom, yeah. Yep, that word. Yep. You you can do all of this stuff, and there's all of these jobs, and there's all these abilities, which is really cool, and it gives you a super blank canvas to play the game with. But it also makes it incredibly daunting to learn how to play. Yeah, and another point you know that I have is just the game is generally unclear. I I played this game for 10, 12, I don't know. My save file, I think, was up to almost nine hours. But I don't know how many hours I lost from failing. But, like, as I said earlier, I was the game continues to expand, and I'm, like, discovering new features. And, like, there was a point where I was, like, trying to grind, and I wasn't getting into any battles. And I was like, <laughs> You just is... had to run back and forth between towns and hope that you get a well, random like, battle. <laughs> like, okay. Like, what is going on with the map? How does how do the random encounters work? Okay, I've been walking back and forth for like a, a month. <laughs> yeah. not, not a month, but like, like, I guess I need to reset the game. Oh, okay, that worked. Now I'm getting into random battles so that I can grind to level up my characters. Because I thought I was like using up the random encounters. It was kind of funny that early on in the game, when I really didn't want random encounters, I kept getting them. Yeah. And then when I really needed them to level up, they seemed few and far between. Yeah. The, and then the random encounters, I guess they scale with your yeah. your character, but the story missions don't scale with your character. Yeah. Um, th- like there's there's so many things. Which is good just... from a leveling up standpoint. Like we're theoretically, you know, you want to keep yes. fighting strong guys so you can level up and then you can wipe out the story battles. But um, in theory, that was great. It didn't work for me in practice for some reason. No, there's just so much about this game that I was like frustrated with. Like even 10 hours into this experience, I still don't have my head wrapped around how to like strategize. Like, no, like what am I doing here? Yeah. Like, and that's, I don't that's, know. There's goes, so much here that I don't know who to prioritize when I'm going into battle. If I'm underleveled or if I actually could employ some level of strategy, like, I don't know. It's not teaching me how to play this game to, to, to understand what's going on. It's just, it felt yeah. like I was lost. That, and like, that just goes back to what I was saying about the yeah. other games in this genre that I really like and how they do that well. Yeah. And I, I fully get that Advance Wars is not nearly as complex as this game. It doesn't go to the depth. It doesn't have... I mean, people love that game. There's a reason that Nintendo is remaking it and releasing it soon. Yeah. But I, I totally get it's not the same thing. But on the other hand, it's way more accessible. It's way more fun for me because i actually know what i'm doing 10 hours into that game and i feel like an unstoppable yeah warlord that's how you should feel i don't feel like i'm completely lost and still trying to figure out the basics of the game yeah i shouldn't i don't feel like if you invest 10 hours into a game that you should feel lost and i i feel like i'm still picking up tiny pieces where i'm like yeah another 20 hours and i'm really gonna understand this final fantasy tactics thing like i just it's it's not the onboarding of it is like I get why people love it like I really do but it's like not for certain some people yeah it's just not for some people yeah yeah um what do you what do you, what do you have I've been I've been bringing up points a lot that's it man that's I, it my, my three yeah my my okay. big three things were the painfully slow grind the insanely steep learning curve and that it's just not as fun as other games in the genre yeah well I got I got more to talk about. How about some difficulty spikes? Yeah. You want to get through the story? Good luck. Yeah. We're not well, and that's, what I, that's what I was reading about, though, is that it really does get easier yeah. as you get into the game. So I think that we are just like trapped on this 
crazy steep learning curve. It's the third story mission. Guess I'm stuck here for an hour. Like yeah. what? And Come then on. eventually you hit this plateau or this dip and we just, we never made it over the bell curve. <sighs> Gosh. Yeah. It's like, I guess again, no- notorious, uh, it, with this game are the, the difficulty spikes in the story. Yeah. Um, it's a thing and it just, it feels bad. Cause it's like, yeah. Okay. Like daughter slump. Oh, they have mages. What are mages? What do they do? What, what? you can target, my characters or you can target squares on the map that are going to damage multiple characters. That is kind of interesting. It is. Yeah. Um, so that's like a, a big part of this genre is where you click on your character and you can see how far you can move or how far you can attack. Um, again, this game seemed to be way more ambiguous on that. Like I'm yeah. thinking about in fire. Oh, Emblem yes. Or yeah. okay. <laughs> advanced words where it gives you a very, every unit has a very specific grid structure and you can see like, okay, this is a, a mounted cavalry unit. So it can move a lot further. This is this archer has like a, an area around it where you can't attack, but then further out you can. Yes. And in this game, it's a lot more ambiguous. It's harder to tell where you can attack. And sometimes you move and then you realize, oh, I couldn't actually hit the person yeah. that I'm trying to get to. And that, <laughs> yes. that was strange. Yes. It's so obtuse. Like I wanted to like, cause yeah, I don't, I don't want to commit to movement if I can't use this spell on certain characters, but yeah. I can't figure out, there's no easy way to see like, okay, how far can this character move? And then if I move there, where would the spell land? Yep. Like, I just want to be able to plan that to like those two actions out before I commit to that. Oh no, I moved. Now I'm stuck. I don't know if there's a button that I couldn't, that I didn't know that it <laughs> again, revealed. but if you play like, for 10 hours or whatever, yeah. and there's not a, but you don't know all the buttons. Right. That's crazy. It's just like, I just, I can't even plan my moves. And now I'm watching the AI and the AI is like, all right, go berserk that guy. Okay. I'm going to stand here and I'm going to focus to up my attack. And then I'm just going to stand here. Okay. Also, Interesting move, AI. I told you to go attack that guy, and you're like, you're waiting. I'm like, I don't know what to do here. I also to- want to include the disclaimer. Like, there might be people out there who love this game and are saying, like, how did you, you guys both made the same mistakes. Yeah. We did not play this game together. We did not really even, like, bounce ideas off each other very yeah. much, and we fell into the same pitfalls. So if we were making mistakes, it wasn't because we were following each other's leads. It wasn't like a blind leading the blind thing. This was just the the game leading the blind thing. So <laughs> if if we miss something, we yeah. both missed it independently and we both play games very differently. Yeah. And so it I You God. like this genre. I'm indifferent about ta- like I I'm, I'm neither here nor there. I've never played a tactics game where I'm like, I love it, but I mean I like collectible card yeah, games. I, I mean I've like, got hundreds know. of hours into this genre. And yeah. Like things that, that I just could not wrap my my head around in this game. Yeah. So like, and I admit the games that I've played in this genre are the the you know more casual end, but still like I I just there was so much that I struggled with that yeah. seemed atypical for me in this genre. Yeah, yeah. Jordan, last point that I have, and uh, again, huge disclaimer: played chapter one, um, didn't finish the whole thing. Story. Didn't did not grab me early on. This the story feels so like there's so many characters and I don't know what's going on and nobody really seems that interesting. And I'm watching these like these beautiful cutscenes, but then I'm watching a lot of like characters talking on a map and people really love the story in this, but like it feels like Game of Thrones level complex. Like I don't know. I don't know. And then I watched like a half an hour video of the entire story. 
Cause I'm like, people love this game. I need to understand what goes on. And like, yeah, the Zodiac stones and all that stuff sounded cool, but I don't think the story does a, did a great job like grabbing me initially. I mean, the story is basically cut, copy, paste from the English War of the Roses from like the, the 1400s. Okay. So like they were trying to recreate a lot of those houses and like all the yeah. drama that was in there. But you're right, like they definitely could have simplified it. The, the names are strange. They're all, nobody has like a, a normal name. They're all weird, yeah. fake made up names. And the relationships are kind of weird. And you start in like a, a weird flashback. Yeah. Flash. I don't even know. Like yeah. the timeline was confusing. Everyone's motivations and connections were a little bit confusing. It doesn't help that everybody has the very similar chibi looking sprite. Yeah. So it's hard to yeah. tell like who is who sometimes. But yeah, I, I think that the story is obviously like the base story. They took something from history that is very intriguing and has yeah. been riffed on a lot. So I don't think the base story is a problem. I know that some people really like the story, but it was definitely, and I, I'm sure if we would have gotten further into it, yeah. we would have been more immersed into it. Cause I think that we really just played like a prologue. Yeah. That's the problem is like, I didn't feel like I cared about any of the characters based yeah. on 10 hours of this game. I'm like, I don't really know what's going on. It's like a bunch of angry people. And like, I imagine like some of the twists are interesting later on and they sounded interesting, but it was just like, again, one of those things where I'm like, I'm trying to get into final fantasy tactics and it just feels really hard. Yeah. And you get to the end of chapter one and there's supposed to be this big like betrayal moment, but it doesn't even really feel like that because you've had to spend so much of the game in these <laughs> overworld battles where you don't get to have, the the big main character who's feeling betrayed by you yeah. hasn't been in any, any of those battles because he's only in the story battles. Yeah. And so it's like, well, you're not even really part of my group. So like, I don't feel like <laughs> a big loss that like there, this betrayal and now you're gone. Like, I don't really feel that yeah. because I've had to spend hours and hours and hours grinding and you haven't been there. It's yeah. not like one of my favorite guys who's always doing awesome moves is now gone. It's like the guy that I saw three times in these random story battles is now gone. <laughs> I will I will caveat. Instead of saying the story is what the game doesn't do well, getting me into the story is what it, something the game did not do well. Again, I think that if you had had each of those story moments and each of those cutscenes back to back and kind of you're playing through them in order without having to do hours and hours of grinding in the overworld, it probably would have felt more uh coherent or even just more cutscenes like the fact that the characters well, are plenty talking of to each other in a lot of these story battles like I would have rather oh do it as a like, cutscene do it as a cutscene so that I can like the characters sprites aren't yeah like yeah just just understanding who was who a little bit more but yeah, yeah. I just I found it and I imagine a lot of people have this experience with Game of Thrones because it's just like that world is huge there's way too many houses listening to the books for a hundred hours and then like experiencing game of Thrones again, like, you know, totally what's going on and nothing is like unclear. <laughs> My but, favorite part of that uh, experience was I, I listened to it on audiobooks when I was working a temp job and about like halfway through the audiobooks, it switches to a different narrator, which yeah. they've gone back and fixed now. And they have, you can get them all with the same narrator, but halfway through the ones I was listening to, it switched to a different yeah. narrator. And all of a sudden I was like, this guy's pronouncing all of the names differently. <laughs> and I have no idea who he's talking about. <laughs> I have no idea who he's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, it did. Anyways, <laughs> it feels like game of Thrones. 
Yeah, I, where it, it was very like, similar to my what, experience where I felt very confused about who on. all these yeah. people were. Who are, who are all these people? Why do I care? Also similar and um, that I gave up on that series uh, mostly because it will never be finished uh, and kind of like how I will never finish my fantasy <laughs> tactics. Even, dude, even, even the 30 minute overview video of the story of this thing, I'm just like, I still can't track who you're talking about yeah what's going on brothers and brigands and wars and something about lions and betrayal and the church and this retelling of it's just like oh yeah hey people dying in alternate dimensions but they're not dead and like all right this is a thing people love i tried i tried yeah we did i tried all right i think that's enough i think that's enough all right, let's move on to the rest of our show. All right, Dan, what would you pay for the experience that you just had with Final Fantasy Tactics? Oh, man, I feel... See, Jordan, this is one of those like rare, uh, I would say, retro games that doesn't feel to me like it would be a one-and-done kind of thing. It feels like there's a lot here that you could enjoy for a long time. Yeah. Which I think... I think it adds to it. Like if that's what you want, um, it really does feel more like final fantasy tactics could be like your thing rather than like general gaming. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I just play final fantasy tactics for fun. Well, like this is my game for the year. <laughs> yeah. It's the one that I come back to. Um, <laughs> and I feel like a, a lot of people actually do that. They're like, I play this game a lot. Yeah. Um, as far as my own experience of I'm feeling 10, $12. Like I just, I do. I liked, there's a lot here that I like and I wish that I would have gotten to some of the depth. Um, yeah, there's a richness here that I think that, that I would be like, yeah, 10, $12, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Um, I just like, I had to force myself to go and play this game again yesterday. Um, and just didn't have fun with it. Yeah. I was really disappointed because we've, this is the first time we've played a tactics game on the podcast, you know, over a hundred episodes. First time we're playing this This is a genre that I really enjoy. Yeah. And I was really looking forward to this game and like, just didn't enjoy it at all. Uh, and if I was going to go play a tactics game, there are so many that I would pick before this one. Yeah. And so I just don't have like, I really wouldn't pay for this game. Like I, 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 I waited for it to be 50%. Man. I'm so glad I didn't spend $15. I paid yeah. seven ninety nine or whatever. Even that, like I feel like I did not get my money's worth. Wow. Um, you could though, if you wanted like, to just for like the, just the, like another 30 hours, Jordan, yeah. like another 30 hours. Then you'll know like, clip. I, like <laughs> even if somebody was like paying me, like, I don't know that I'd want to like play this more. Yeah. I think, I don't know. There's just like, I have no desire like I I, yeah. I want to just say two dollars is like my joke go to answer, <laughs> but like even for like two dollars to experience it and like I, I find I kind of feel like let down that this game like that is like the pinnacle of the genre is mean that I just didn't enjoy it all. Yeah. So I almost would have rather not. I would have rather just like left it out there as like oh this cool thing and that yeah. genre that I like and maybe maybe I really, really liked it. So like I'm gonna just I'm gonna go like a dollar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm just very disappointed yeah. by this. Like really, I, like I totally, like I said, I yeah. totally see what people like about this game Yeah, and everything that it does super well that people love a lot 
are the things that I really don't want in a game like this. Yeah. And the stuff that seems just no brainer should be in a game like this aren't there. And I don't, I don't get how that happens. Yeah. It's just, it's very strange to me. Like I am, like I said, like what the reason why I, I told thematic daredevil, like I need help understanding the appeal of this game because I'm really struggling to understand why people say this is the pinnacle of the genre yeah. when there are so many other games that seem to do it better. Yeah. It's not a bad game. Like, no, it's it, not. It's, it's, it's just not it's, for me. Yeah. 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 Like, I want to be clear about that. Like I understand like, the people love this game and I understand why it's just, you have to wade through so much to get like this game to be, it feels like work. It feels like school. You got it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. The fact that you have to study, you have, yes, you have to study, you have to figure out, you have to look on the internet. You have to figure out what's good. What's well, you don't not have good. to look on the internet. You can just go through and read the encyclopedia. That's no, built you need into to, the like, game. you got to figure out what parties work, what parties don't work. You oh, got to yeah, figure out what that. things do. You got to get advice on this game. And like, that doesn't make it a bad game. It just means it's complicated. Maybe and if it doesn't like, do a good job explaining itself. If you're going to play this, play this in like a group of people who are doing it as like a book club game and you can like bounce ideas and strategies off each other or something like I this. I don't know, man. I just like, uh, I don't know. Even that it would be fun to like play multiplayer, like my squad versus your squad. Like, I feel like there's an interesting element that you could get into like almost like a collectible card game. Yeah. Where, which, you know, you can do in a lot yeah. of like the more modern variations of these games. Yeah. So like there's definitely something here. It's, it's, yeah. And it, I would even argue that it's a good game. I just think it's an unclear game that takes far too much effort to get into if you're not interested in really understanding deep systems and a blank canvas. Um, like, yeah, I don't know. If you, if you like deep games, your Final Fantasy Tactics is for you. It's kind of like, Jordan, you say, like, uh, onboard game geek. If yeah. the game is above like an eight or nine. Yeah. Like we need that for video <laughs> games. So one of my favorite things, board game geek, great website. It's a repository of every board game you can think of. And it ranks every game, you know, just standard rating kind of thing. But also it'll tell you how long does the game take to play and what is the weight and the weight is the complexity of the game. Yeah. And I know I can go on there and I can look and see if a game is over a certain weight, I'm just not interested in it. It might be a great game. It might be phenomenal for certain people, but if the weight is too high or the, the gameplay time is too high, I know that that's not going to be a game for me. And we need that weight ranking on video <laughs> games too. So I can know, okay, these games are similar. They're in the same genre, but advanced wars is, uh, you know, a two weight. Yeah. And, uh, Final Fantasy Tactics is a 4.7 out of 5. And it's like, you know, I can know, okay, that's not a game for me, but that's going to be a game. Some people are going to love that. Yeah. Didn't you say if, if I think you told me, like, if a, if a game is an 8 or a 9 on Board Game Geek, that means it's not a good game because it's like a super pretentious community that uh, it's going to be too complex or something like What was it? I forget the, what you The said. rankings on Board Game Geek are, are very bizarre. They do not work like any other ranking. Like, like a normal top 10 ranking system is, you know, 10 is good. Yeah. But because there is kind of this like pretentious gatekeeping thing that goes on in board gaming yeah. where people highly value those super complex yeah. games that are like, if you go and look at the top 100 on board game geek, the ones that are usually near the very top are the most complicated, 
crazy. <laughs> like, because people love that and they love yeah. having to be able to like the, the escapism of being able to completely like commit and like go into this world and, and yeah. be able to control every aspect of it. And that's great. And, but I know that those aren't the games, kind of games that I like. Yeah. And, I don't, I'm not like, I like midweight games and even like some party games. But if you ever go and like look up some of the greatest party games of all time, they're going to have really low rankings because they're party games. And that's fine. That's, it's not going to be life changing to go and play (laughs) Sushi Go. That's okay. That's fine. But like, yeah, I don't know. Like, that's the thing is like, it's, I think it's a similar thing to this game where it has, it's, it is beloved. It's so, people love it so much because it, it's basically escapism. This game has to be your whole life for the period of time that you're playing it Goodness. so that you can escape from whatever else is going on. And that's fine. We need that. Like people sure. do that with literature. People do that with movies and, and TV shows and everything. That's totally fine. But as just like a casual hobbyist gamer who isn't able to give my entire life to being consumed by this game. Yeah. It, it wasn't for me. Yeah. It just, it shouldn't take 30 hours to get into a game. Yeah. Shouldn't shouldn't uh all right so jordan jordan what did what's how much is the internet paying for yeah this game? yeah so Dan, what do you think a loose copy of this is going for on loose disc playstation you've yeah. looked up loose disc price well you'll see why <laughs> how much for the coaster of final fantasy tactics yeah. uh i think i picked this one up for less than 20 dollars last year loose not loose <laughs> not loose uh this was a greatest hits on ps1 oh yeah um has sold millions of copies i think a loose disc is going for a breezy 9.99 no loose disc is gonna be 14 dollars 14 dollars the reason i include it is because that's the same price as buying it on the ios store 14 oh yeah also what do you think what do you think a uh you know what do you call that a, a complete complete box? complete yeah what do you think yeah. that's going for uh i would say twenty dollars no no it is. it's a it's a what do you call that word uh money a palindrome palindrome 41 it's 40 the, yeah 41 dollars oh it's the opposite of 14 i think the greatest hits version was less than 20 dollars well that's probably the greatest hits uh yeah it's the one with the nice that beautiful green greatest hits ESP. he's looking it up he's on price charting i am um oh yeah okay yeah. so if you want to get the greatest hits complete yeah. 30 dollars oh 30 dollars yeah i think that one went up yeah well it'll definitely. probably come down after this podcast no or maybe they go the opposite <laughs> direction <laughs> yeah uh ps1's probably not the best way to play this so Dan, no. what do you think that it's going for on psp a P- loose copy yes a loose copy of world lines i didn't even uh let's see here psp 26 dollars loose copy 13 dollars 13 dollars that's what i said well complete i accidentally doubled it in my head complete 41 dollars 20 bucks 20 so if you have if you have a PSP and you want to play this on a console, that's not a bad option. I honestly think that you know waiting for it to go on sale. I think it goes on sale at Christmas and around Fourth of July. Uh, I don't know why, or just in the summer. It goes if you go and look, you can find prices for mobile games. And if you want to play this game, get it for seven bucks on mobile. Having the touch screen makes it way easier to no. navigate the battles and stuff. If you want to play War of the Lions, you get you get a Vita copy from the PlayStation Store for ten dollars. That's more expensive than playing it on your phone. If you get, well, yeah, I guess you, you get it on sale. Vita. Vita. Who's got one of those? There's one sitting right over there. I've been playing it lately. Yeah. Playing Final Fantasy Tactics. I love that little, uh, and Severed. Shout out to Drinkbox Games. It's an interesting little game. Okay. 
Well, you got options. <laughs> you got options if you want to check this one out. It's yeah. readily available uh, if you got a PlayStation laying around or if you got a mobile it device. Is. It's true. Or you can play it on PS3. Pick up the PS1 Classic version for probably like seven bucks, I think. So like let's that. let's say, what should we call this on price? I mean, because it's kind of all over the place. 14 bucks, I guess we'll say, because you can get a PSP loose copy for 13 a PS1 loose for 14 or on the iOS store for 14 It's kind of the average in there. Yeah, 10, 10 to fourteen dollars. Ten to fourteen bucks. It's so, worth well, it or but worthless? It, yeah, you can get digitally on PlayStation Store for like seven to ten dollars. So like, oh, like on a modern 10, console. Ten to fourteen. The, well, PS3 is not a modern console. Oh, but, okay. All right, so ten to yeah, worth it. Worth it. Yes, worth it. Yeah. Um. Oh, this is one of those things where like, you this gotta game say is gonna, worth it, dude. No, I'm gonna say worthless for me. Wow. If you are not into all the stuff that we just described easy worthless like this is not a game if you want to get into this genre there are way yes so many other games you should play besides this one if this is the kind of thing where you're like oh man i'm totally in it's going to be worth it for you but like i think for the vast majority of people who aren't looking for this deep level of i I hate to keep saying it but like it it does just it just feels like escapism like i'm gonna have to say for most people it's gonna be worthless yeah Uh, if you're if if you're like me and you're like i like idiot baby games <laughs> <laughs> but you just said worth it it is worth it because i think it's a i think it is a great game for the right people um well sure it's I, just i'm isn't? like i like well i don't like just idiot baby games i like spelunky and hard roguelikes but they're not like i mean never mind we're not even gonna go there because yeah. there's depth to those as well but those are more dexterity and less like encyclopedic knowledge of things yeah um worth it all right there you have it split decision split decision jordan do we have trivia today we do we got a couple trivia little trivia guys here for you snippets little snipper clips yes and this is gonna be i I had to like (laughs) i had to try to there's a lot of trivia there's an infinite amount, basically. There's, can we just agree, like, Final Fantasy Tactics? There's a lot. There's a lot, yeah. <laughs> that should have been the tagline. Like, here we go, Final Fantasy Tactics. There's a lot. That's all they had to put on the box. It would have been accurate. It's pretty pretty good. Um, so I had to try to stick to things that I figured you would have actually encountered. But <laughs> so I don't like know. The 2%. 2% of Final Fantasy yeah. Tactics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he'll go with the first one. This is the one that I came up with thanks to tvtropes.com. And Dan, which of these is a real status effect that actually exists in the game? So there's going to be three options. One of them is real, and it happens in the game. The other two are ones that I made up with my own brain module. Okay. Okay. Is it A, characters will transform into tortoises if their speed stat dips below 10? B, characters will gain blonde hair if their attack stat goes over 9,000? Or C, characters will transform into chickens if their bravery stat drops below 10. Interesting. It's funny you make a Dragon Ball Z joke because I've been trying to get through that series because I've never finished it. Z or Kai? Kai. Oh, good. Final chapters were great Saiyamans in the martial arts tournament. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Kai's the way to go. Dude, I love that show. I frequently look to see if I can... um, like if they have like a bundle on Voodoo for Kai or something, but like <laughs> they have not made it easily accessible to buy that if series. You, yeah, if you and there, you can't Blu-rays. stream it anywhere. I'm not going to yeah. pay for like a Funimation or Crunchyroll Look, subscription man, or something. I could loan you the Blu-rays if you really want to watch it. I don't, really want, I, I don't it. want the Blu-ray. I want to be able to access it from my 
devices. I'm not like, who uses physical media these days? Jordan, I had a proud dad moment yesterday. <laughs> say, say to the guy with a basement full of physical media. <laughs> right. I had a proud dad moment yesterday. My son said, dad, can we watch an episode of Dragon Ball Z? I was like, yes. Yes, we can. <laughs> Dude, well, even today <laughs> yes, I walked in and we were coming in to record and he's like, dad, can I go play Super Mario 64? He's like, yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a good job. Yeah, good raising, job, dad. Raising him right. Uh, all right, so tortoises or chickens? Um, you don't think it's the blonde hair if you go over 9,000? <laughs> no, no. Okay. No. The, it maxes out at 999. I watched videos, Jordan. Oh, dang it. output. Uh, chicken sounds a little more Final Fantasy. I'm just thinking that based on chocobos. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I don't think you can have your bravery lowered. I'm going to say speed. I'm going to say it's the tortoises. I got you, Dan. God, it's yes. the chickens, yes. A character whose bravery drops below 10 turns into a literal chicken and runs oh. for the corner of the battlefield. If their permanent bravery dips below 6... They will no longer have a stomach for war, and they will permanently leave the army. What? Yeah, that's a thing. Oh, yeah. Bravery and faith were my favorite parts of Final Fantasy Tactics. <laughs> I totally knew what those would do. I, I knew the entire yeah. time what those did. Obviously. It didn't take a YouTube video to explain that to me, that I still didn't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want hybrid? Oh, yeah. That's the, that's another part of the tips when you're trying to roll your Zodiac characters correctly. Yeah. You want high bravery, which is above 60, high faith, which is above 60. Good to so, know. So... Male, female, Virgos for your Capricorn, bravery, faith above 60. We didn't mention that <laughs> you can apparently get Cloud Strife in your party in this yep. game, but he yeah. you get him really late in the game and he's level one. And so it's basically impossible to level him up to actually use him. But in this game, I think something about side quests too. Yeah. Like what? Like you could use side quests. Like I'm like, what? what, what Male characters here? get a attack stat boost or health boost and female characters get a magic stat boost okay and cloud gets a magic and health oh. stat boost which is a joke about him cross-dressing and okay. final fantasy 7 supposedly okay. all right yeah i didn't know how to turn that into a trivia question so <laughs> you just right. get this little bonus little yeah. fun fact cool. i guess cool yeah cool all right we got one yeah. more all right this one comes from Thematic Daredevil, and he says Dan might complain about this because it isn't Final Fantasy Tactics. I don't complain trivia. about things. <laughs> you what sure were the first do. Toys exactly. <laughs> he says, but you are both music fans, so maybe it's fine. Yeah. All right, here we go. Final Fantasy Tactics game designer Yasumi Matsuno got his start at Quest Corporation, making the Ogre Battle yes. slash Tactics Ogre games. What legendary rock band did Matsuno draw inspiration from to name the first game of the series, Ogre Battle, The March of the Black Queen? All right. Okay. So he he got the inspiration right. from a famous rock band. Was it Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, Queen, or The Who? Uh, I have no idea. The Black Queen, you said was the name? Yes. The Black Queen. Zeppelin. Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, Queen, or The Who? Uh, I'm going to say Led Zeppelin because I think that they're the, the, the sort of most like esoteric. Uh, they are. Symbolism very kind esoteric. Of, yeah. Kind of like they're the most Zoroastrian. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. You see like astrological looking runes yeah. on their uh, iconography. What, oh, what yeah, would you even say? Their branding? Like, each, yes. each member has like their own symbol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to say Led Zeppelin. Um, 
You, no, it was no. Queen. <laughs> <laughs> the Black it Queen. A too on the nose. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. On naming the game, yeah. Suna was inspired by rock band Queen's second album, which contained two songs entitled Ogre Battle. Oh. And The March of the Black uh, Queen. Night of the Opera. <laughs> yeah. They actually I'm in had, love with my car. They had a song called Ogre Battle yeah. and a song called The March of the Black Queen. So I didn't they know just that. Didn't matched know that. up. I guess they also have uh, something in that game called The Ryan Sea. Oh. And it's a location. The Ryan Johnson? It's named after the seven seas of Rye. Oh. Which is, I guess, another queen thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm not big. I can name like one queen album, but you know. Anyway. Yeah. There you go. Queen. That's a 0 for 2. 0 for 2. Which, as you know, in baseball is a strikeout. (laughs) (laughs) Took me like it took me a second. My brain beach balled for a minute. I was really bummed to hear that baseball's coming back again this year. I thought that maybe 2023. I did see that they add a bunch of rules. I've been pitching a bunch of rule changes for baseball for years. One of them being a shot clock, and they actually added that to baseball wow. this year. Yeah. Like there's a, a pitcher and a batter shot clock where like you can't just like screw around for 40 seconds between each pitch. Yeah, I was uh, I was considering what we should do for May in honor of baseball. No, and- stop. <laughs> <laughs> Why in honor of baseball? Uh, well, the the Patreon poll is: uh, Do you guys want us to cover um, Slugfest two thousand three, Slugfest two thousand four, Slugfest two thousand five, or Slugfest two thousand six, or Base Wars? <laughs> Every day brings us closer to. You might like Ruined. Base Wars. It's like it's an NES baseball game where it's basically like Mortal okay, Kombat. Can you tell them what we're actually gonna like? We're not. That's not what we're actually doing. I don't want to skip. We won't skip ahead, but we that's not skip. what we're actually doing. <laughs> no, it's not what we're actually doing. <laughs> All right. What do we got next? We got a side quest. We got, yeah, we got. Yeah, yeah. So we were calling this the community corner in honor of, of Mortal Kombat. But now, thanks to thanks to our buddy chat GPT. We yes. Got, we got ourselves a good new, good little segment, Jordan. Yeah, it's going to be side quest. Questions. Side, side questions. questions. Get it? Like side quests. Yeah. yeah, Jordan, we have these discussions on our Discord, which yeah. is great. You should join our Discord if you're yeah. not on there. Meet a bunch of nice people. I just rolled out the community, uh, the, the collection showcase where you come share pictures of your collections and just like comment on other people's. It's great. Yeah. Also, when we get halfway through a game and we're really struggling to understand the appeal of it, you can be there to tell us what the appeal is. Yeah. It'd yeah, be, you it'd can be, be very there. helpful. Or you can be like me a couple days ago. Hey, who's checking out the Diablo 4 beta this weekend? Oh, I didn't know that that was a thing. thing. Are you going to play Diablo 4? Do you like Diablo? Do you even know what Diablo is, Jordan? Um, A thing you've heard of but never played? El Diablo. Uh, I know that it is a game where you get lots of, you do battles and you get lots of loot. Yes. That's all I know about it. Nailed it. That's, That's correct, right? Yeah. It's like a dungeon. You go into dungeons and you fight things and you get loot. Isometric loot. It's kind of, isn't it sort of like a Marvel <laughs> uh, Ultimate Alliance? Yes. It is, right? Kind of, yeah. Yeah. But it's like good. What do you call that kind of game? <laughs> Isometric. Brawler. RPG. Action RPG. I don't know. I don't know. Doesn't matter. It's similar Discord to Discord. a Discord. slash beat em up kind of thing, but like with more. <laughs> yeah. Like, like a, a lot more. Yeah. A lot more. Goblins, loots. Yeah, cool. Demons. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, last month uh, for our Bubble Bubble episode, we were asking, um, we have these discussions on Discord. If you're if you're down to the last 50 cents, the, the arcade. Jordan, yeah. what, what game are you going to play? 
Um, okay, it depends on the arcade because every arcade is different. Okay. And why did you just get, that's a thing. You're taking this too far. Just gut. You just give me your gut. No, no, no don't give me the different arcade spiel. Just okay, tell me what you're playing. If this is a well-maintained arcade, I'm going to play point blank. The if you're, problem if you're going is, to Glap and Ghost. <laughs> the problem is a lot of arcades, the guns are broken. Yeah. And that game is terrible if the guns are broken. You can't play it. <laughs> so You don't say. Yeah. So if the guns work, I'm playing point blank. If okay. not, I just wasted my 50 cents. <laughs> <laughs> if not, and, I'm, uh, getting not some, anything. I'm getting a bag of ruffles out of the vending machine. <laughs> if this is like an old school arcade yeah, uh, with like a focus on like 80s, 70s, 80s games, I'm probably playing Galaga. Okay. Because I know that I'm going to get two lives, like yeah. two uh, full yeah. games, and I can play for a good amount of time. Yeah. And if this is like a modern arcade where there aren't any fun games, you're not playing all, anything for 50 cents. No, they're all like ticket based kind of <laughs> nonsense. I'm going to play the keyhole game. I always play the keyhole game where like you try to like put the key into the hole. And if it goes in there, you get an iPad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've never won. But when I was a kid, I was at Zab Zone, which is our local laser take place. And I saw a kid win like a Game Boy Advance out of okay. one of those. And I've always wanted it's to a dream. be that guy. Okay. Yeah. Right game. Yeah. During our community, pinball or air hockey. Yeah, those are classic. Good. Those are good. Simpsons. You know, uh, mm. Yeah, I mean, I guess. We we need to explore the Simpsons together. It's fine. It's a it's a beat 'em up. It's, it's fine. A, it, that that is literally true. I know, but the, there's true. so many good beat 'em ups. So I, why yeah. why that one? Right. Oh, Galaga is on there too. Yeah. Good call. Somebody said X Men. X-Men, see, that's what I say. If you're going to play, if you're going to do it, like get everybody's last quarter and do a nice six-player X-Men game. And then, of course, Area 51. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. I couldn't couldn't land anywhere. I don't know where I'm spending my last 50 cents. I was like, Area 51 sounds good. It's not going to be a beat-em-up because I'm going to get like five minutes out of that area 51 you'll get to like the the part where you go inside and you you get to the hallway and then you'll die there (laughs) but you get to play a little bit maybe house of the dead something like that too spooky for me too spooky too spooky irl the campiest zombie mutation like gun shooter too spooky for you whatever not for me no whatever so jordan uh this month we're asking uh people for the, the side question, hop over on Discord to discuss what are some of your favorite spinoff titles akin to Final Fantasy Tactics versus like the mainline RPG? Ooh, that's a great question. Yeah, so like, you know, you remember Sonic the Hedgehog. They made yeah. Sonic Spinball. Wait, they made more Sonic games after the first one? They made, I think there's, <laughs> I think Sonic 4 is technically Sonic Spinball. And then I think the franchise has been dormant. Yeah, <laughs> ever since then. they never made another one. They never made another one. They decided to just respect. I just it. saw that they um, made an update for Sonic Origins, which is like all the original, you know, the classic retro yeah. Sonic games. And it said we added sixteen Game Gear games. It's like <laughs> what? <laughs> there were sixteen Sonic Game Gear games. That's insane. Like Sega went all in on one thing. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the Sega Master System version. <laughs> Sonic that's, the that's probably but like yeah jeez man yeah yep, yep. so let us know what are your some what are your some of your uh, favorite spin-off titles i said that should be a good discussion yeah it should be it's interesting like because i feel like there's a lot of a lot of potential there i love super mario brothers but like what is super mario maker was thing yeah or oh there's know, so many good spin-offs number. yeah so hop on hop on discord let us know and meet some really friendly people yeah Come it's a great hello. community in there yeah yeah uh, Jeremy, we got a few announcements. 
All right. We're not playing a tactics game next episode. No. We're going, we're getting, uh, we're playing Super Mario World Part 2. What? Yoshi's Island. Is that what it's called? It is. It is. Part 2? This is the sequel to Super Mario World. Interesting. Never played it. Excited. Never played it. You excited? I've tried to play it a couple times. All right. Don't, no spoilers. No spoilers. There's Baby Mario. Ooh. Ooh. This is where he comes from. I I tried, I tried to not keep. Well, the spoilers out, but I just have all to. Right, all right, all right, all right. It's a baby Mario game, so uh, that'll be out, whatever, <laughs> in a month. We are uh, going to be better at yep. our release schedule. We're we working on are it. Committed. We can't make any promises. <laughs> well, we, we've got a plan now. We didn't have a plan. So when we shifted our schedule to this new once a month thing, we didn't really have a good schedule. And now yeah. we are committed to having a little bit better schedule. Yes. So we, it will be a little bit of a transition, but we will get there. Mm-hmm. We will be a little bit more regular. We've been taking our Metamucil, so <laughs> should be good. Jordan, another thing that we have that we don't, we've never talked about this, I think, on the podcast. We have Spotify playlists. We have like a couple of different Spotify playlists. Oh, yeah. Do you remember the music segment that we used to do? Yes. There is a playlist on Spotify, which has those songs on it. Yeah. And then there's another playlist on Spotify that has uh, some of our favorite game music and chiptune stuff. Nice. So if you're looking for some good music, especially if you're on Spotify. Yeah. Because you check guys. Check out those playlists. Um, Spotify tells us what our fans listen to. Like, <laughs> Jordan, don't even start. It'll tell don't us. Even. These are the bands that your fans listen to. <laughs> and so we can see what you guys are into. And we know that you need a little help. So check out. <laughs> Check out our playlist. It'll help you be a more cultured uh, video <laughs> listener, musicer guy. You do you. Oh yeah. But also follow follow our favorite music and chiptune stuff if you're looking for a variety. There of, was some good stuff on there. We're just we're just messing with you guys. Yeah. And also speaking of Spotify, which is now our biggest platform, Jordan. A lot of people over on Spotify. They are kind of making a big push in the podcasting world. They sure are. If you're on Spotify, leave us a review or check out the Q&A or polls. It's not a review. It's like a, you can give us some stars, some ratings. Wherever you're listening to to this, we would appreciate it if you left us a review. Yes. Some kind words. If this episode made you highly upset, yeah, don't, don't. don't. Maybe don't. No, maybe wait go for find the next a one. better. You're probably not listening at this point anymore, but go find a more <laughs> healthy way to take out your anger. No, no, no. Not go find a healthy way. Go listen to an episode of this podcast oh. that you like. Yeah. And then leave that, us a and then, Wait, well, no, if they like it, they probably, we probably didn't like it. Um, <laughs> That's Do we like true. anything on this podcast? But yeah, we've liked, liked lots <laughs> yeah. of games. Yeah. During last announcement, we got Patreon for just $2 a month. You can get early access to an extended version of the show. If you want to pay us $5, you can get access to some other perks, back catalog of bonus content, like the Super Mario Brothers movie commentary that we did a while ago, or we just did an AMA in December. And so if you want a little bit of bonus content, maybe some other stuff. Yeah. If you're wondering what you missed out on this episode, we talked about what kind of RPGs that we do like and don't like. We talked about what kind of Final Fantasy games we do like and don't like. And we talked about where this game slots into our list of all the games that we've covered. We also talked about what are some modern games that are in this genre that you might like if you are interested in Final Fantasy tactics. So there's lots Mm -hmm. of good stuff in there. You missed out on it unless you're a Patreon subscriber. (laughs) Or there's polls to determine what we play. Oh my episodes. goodness, you guys, so, it's you an, know? it is an unreal amount of power that we give the Patreon people <laughs> to choose our topics. Unreal. And it, it, um, unreal to Jordan. Yeah. It's fine. It's am, great. I've already told Dan that in our next round of contract negotiations, which isn't a real thing, I would like to have an <laughs> option for vetoing the Patreon people because they oh have so much goodness. power and they pick games that, you know, make me sweat. 
<laughs> well, maybe we'll collaborate more on Patreon in the future so that you sweat a little less. Oh, but that'd be we'll great. See. We'll what, see. Maybe uh, yeah. we should pick um, like Dance Dance Revolution so we sweat a lot. Ooh, we do need. We need to get to some rhythm games. Yeah, I would, I played Guitar Hero at an arcade recently, and I was like, oh, I love Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero in the arcade where it. Was, the worst was possible, like heavy guitar <laughs> with like the really slow flipper thing. Extra schmushy because it's like been yeah. beat up by kids. <laughs> yeah. Best way to play the game. Uh, all right, Jordan, you got anything else before we wrap up today? I think that's going to do it. All right, my friends, we will see you in a month with Yoshi's Island. I hope you have a great uh, April in the D. <laughs> see ya. Enjoy all the sports. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, we'd greatly appreciate it if you left us a rating or review wherever you're listening and if you shared the show with other retro gaming fans in your life. If you're looking for more retro gaming content, check out worthitorworthless.com where you can find things like reviews, guides, game recommendations, and of course, all of our relevant links. I hope you have a great day. We'll see you in two weeks. Thanks.